This is the Swampscott Library's Librarians by the Sea podcast, where we share our love of a good book with you. I'm your host, Julie Travers. Today I'm here with uh, Lori Sousa, who is a reference librarian, and Alice DeVoe, who is the uh, director, again, we've had them both on the podcast before. And all three of us had, have read the new novel, A Good Neighborhood, which is by Teresa Ann Fowler. Um, she's written a couple other popular books recently, last couple of years, including Z, which is a novel about Zelda Fitzgerald, and then um, another one, I think it was called Well-Behaved Women, maybe? Yes. Yeah, I have a hold on that. I was hoping to get that at some point. Yeah, I read both of those and they were really good. Um, oh. This is different than the, those other two that she's written in the past were historical fiction. will take place in the early 20th century. This is a present day novel and it is about uh, two families that live in a neighborhood called Oak Knoll in North Carolina. And um, it's a story of what happens to them over the course of probably just a summer, I think. So to start off, would each of you mind giving me sort of your general impressions of the book? What did you think about it? Um, I liked it. Uh, I, I, I think it's flawed, but mm -hmm. I did like it. Um, I enjoyed reading it. Um, it kept my attention. And I didn't, I didn't get bored through it. And I read it right to the end. And I did enjoy it with some reservations. I would say just about what Alice said. I, I didn't, I did have some problems with, with the book, um, especially with the, with the character Brad, but in general, it did, it did capture my attention. I wanted to go back because I did care about a couple of the characters. And um, so it was a book that I was kind of excited at the end of the day to sit down and read. Um, but I wouldn't say, you know, it, I think it definitely has, I think it's definitely flawed, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker about, for good characters. So it did pull me in, I have to say. So at a, at a scale of one to 10, I'd, I'd say I'd give it a six and a half, seven. I'd say seven. About, yeah, seven, yeah. Yeah, so it got a lot of buzz, which is, you know, probably one of the reasons why I wanted to read it and um, a couple star reviews. So that was, that was good. Um, I agree with both of you. I liked the idea of the novel. I thought it was a good premise, but I thought maybe the way she executed it wasn't quite the way I wished it had gone. Um, and I, I said this when we started, but I think maybe um, I wish it was a, a different author had told the story instead of her, um, just because her, her writing style kind of grated on me at, at, at times. Yeah, I was a little confused about the narrator. I mean, I know the narrator is supposed to be the neighborhood, the, the neighbor is talking, but that, sometimes that threw me off a little bit. You know, I, I wasn't sure who I was listening to, who was speaking to me. I don't, um, and I, I don't, as a device, I, I, don't, I don't know how, how well that worked, to be honest. At first, I thought it was the author who was being the narrator. Yeah. Yeah. But she was narrating it as someone who's reading, you know, right. as a unbiased observer but then i thought it has to be the neighbors in the neighborhood or some a neighbor in the neighborhood or whatever so i thought that was confusing i didn't like in the beginning being told it's a tragedy yeah i, I didn't, didn't either the first things um i don't need someone to tell me 
then I'm going to read a tragedy. Right. I found that a little aggravating. Like, in case you people are not aware, this is a tragedy. I felt like she was almost insulting her reader. Yeah, I was. I I didn't want to start off that way. I it, then it causes a tension for me the rest of the reading. Like, what's really going to yeah. happen? Something bad is going to happen, <laughs> and it's probably not going to happen to the person that like the character I care about. So yeah, I was like, I didn't really need that at the beginning. I, I agree. Yeah. So um, what you guys are referring to is that at the very beginning we find out that there's a funeral for somebody, mm-hmm. and yes. we don't know who it's for. Yeah. For the rest of the book, we're sort of wondering who, right. when does this funeral come into play? Because it must come in at some point, but it's not. Yeah. Right. You know, I heard um, that the narrator was considered the Greek chorus of tragedy. That's right. what she was trying to, well, that's how it's, it has just, it was described in some yeah. of the reviews. And I thought, oh, I hadn't really thought of it that way, but that, that kind of made sense. Yeah. I thought that having the narrator be a group of people was almost, it was sort of ominous. The, it mm, gave yeah. the novel kind of like an ominous or for, foreboding t- term. Maybe that's just even because you knew that there was a tragedy coming. <laughs> but um, yeah, I felt like they were, it was all eyes on this situation at all times. And that was also kind of scary too. What about some of the flaws that you both mentioned at the, at the beginning of the episode? What, what do you think those flaws are? Do you want to drill into that a little? Well, I was a little confused by the development of um, Brad. I, that that character confused me because I started off thinking one thing, and then it just seemed to have, his character seemed to have gone to an extreme, and and I don't quite know how that happened. Plus, it, 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 he was an un- he made you uncomfortable because of his of his um, desire for whatever for his daughter, his affection for his his stepdaughter. Um, but he got so ugly at the end, and I was, I don't know, I, it kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. Like, I didn't see the development of it. So, um, so I, I kind of felt that was a flaw. The narrator knocked, knocked me off a little bit. Um, those are the only two, like, the big ones that I, I can think of. Hmm. I agree. I don't think Brad was developed correctly. I think no. in the beginning, he didn't seem as bad. He seemed a little creepy. Yeah. yeah. evil. Something was off. Yeah. You know? but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I did read in one of the reviews that they didn't like it because she named him Whitman, which could have been seen as white man. Oh, I didn't and even I didn't even think of that. I didn't myself. even think of that. No, didn't because catch that. He at all. was the ostentatious white man yeah. in the neighborhood, but I don't know. I, I, I didn't like the development of that character. I did like the development of um Xavier. I I really felt she did a fairly good job. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I got to know him. Yeah. yeah. And I, I liked the way she developed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just for context about the story, just in case people haven't read it yet, because it is pretty new, there is a white family. Um, the, the character Brad is part of the, is the dad of the family, um, Brad Whitman. And he has a wife, Julia. And um, uh, she has a daughter, Juniper, from a previous relationship. And then the two of them, Brad and Julia, have a daughter together whose name is Lily. So there's four uh, white family members that live next door to a single black mother whose name is Valerie. 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 And her son, who is um, about Juniper's age, um, his name is Xavier. Um, And he's a really talented guitarist. He's headed to a private music 
school in the fall for college. Um, so yeah, it's kind of about their relationship. It starts with a lawsuit about um, over a tree that is in the back of Valerie's property that she is extremely attached to and devolves into this other uh, bigger issue that, that comes up between them. So I did think it was kind of clever the way Valerie, uh, Valerie was attached to the tree in her yard. She loved the tree and like Brad and his wife loved their tree, Juniper. I thought that was kind of cute the way she, she used trees as kind of a symbol in both. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And there was a reason why she named her Juniper because it's a conifer, right? So it, it's, it's ever, always ever has leaves. It's, or, yeah. Yeah, every, yeah, it's an evergreen. I'm sorry, it's an evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. Evergreen, right, right, yeah. Um, so I know we started talking a little bit about the characters, but what did you think about the characters? Well, um, as I said, I really like Zan, uh, Xavier. I really liked him. I, I felt like he was really believable. Um, I could relate to the mother. She was proud of him, Valerie. She was, and I think she saw had a pride in the fact that they had kind of made themselves. She was a self-made woman, and um, bringing up a, a son alone, and um, in a, in an awkward situation where her son was half white, half black, and um, in a in a uh, an area in, in North Carolina where segregation. Uh, still is is alive and well even though it isn't I, I liked her I liked him too yeah part of the New York Times review that came out recently she talked about how the characters were kind of either good or they were bad and I kind of agree with that review of the book um, particularly like Xavier and his mother were good were considered good people I um, and Brad was considered a bad person, even though I agree with you both that yeah. the jump between him being kind of like a pseudo celebrity in the small town who drives a Maserati to suddenly being a pedophile is kind of right. The other yeah, that was a, it seemed like a little bit of a jump because she really he seemed to rescue them. You know, he refers to her as his wife as a the rescue wife and, and rescue I think that's kind of what it is maybe because you know I, I saw them as he was rescuing them and then suddenly he's a pedophile and I yeah. just it seemed like such a jump for me you know yeah. yeah yeah I also thought it was strange the way that the author would sometimes compare Xavier to Brad in a, a many different situations I don't know if either of you remember that I don't know I don't remember, no, that. I remember that sometimes oh. she, he would just, I think one time she said but that both were kind of all or nothing type guys. And I, oh. as a reader, I was like, why are we comparing an 18 year old boy to this grown no, like neighbor? Their intensity, you mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I just didn't see why we had to compare. Until, about them? Yeah. Until, I no, I didn't notice that. I didn't buy that. Yeah. I didn't buy that. This book has a, it deals with a lot of issues yep. throughout the course of the book. Um, which I have some feelings on, but one of the issues that they deal with extensively is uh, the role of, of gender. Um, so what did you think about that in particular? I think there's a lot to say about what the Whitman view of 
for Juniper was and, and what they thought would make her best life. Um, did you have any, any feelings about that? That was like a, a stomach turner. <laughs> calling her juniper and the whole the whole purity the whole purity promise or pack i forget what it's called that was just oh that turned my stomach really that they would they would tell a girl that her worth is in her purity yeah. and then encouraging her to you don't need to go to college you just need to find a husband to take care of you i just i i guess from you know being in massachusetts does that really still happen i'm sure it does but i just it seems so foreign to me, you know. Yeah. And, and Valerie was just the opposite. Where I know, I know. she was the the woman supporting the family, had a boyfriend, had had a husband. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she was like totally different. Um, right. Th their ideas of what the roles of women were were almost two totally different things in each home. Which you know, Julie was a survivor herself. Um, yeah. Julia was a survivor herself. She was a single mom until until Juniper was ten, right? So. Yeah. It's but not she bought like, into Brad. And his, well, he rescued her. Yes, you know, yeah. He rescued her. Yeah. You know. Did they imply that somehow that Julia was kind of on the hunt for a man to take care of her? Isn't that somehow implied about so. her? Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think about all the flashbacks in the, in the novel? To like Julia's past, Brad's past, Valerie's past, you know, everybody's past was in the, it was in the book. Well, I think yeah, it was her way of developing the character. But not very well. But no. <laughs> yeah. Brad was very vague. I didn't understand how he came from that to what he, I don't, yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I thought, so two thirds of the book is just basically flashbacks on each of the characters. And then the last third of the book is where it gets interesting. And I felt like we could have maybe switched that the oh. way that she played on, on those people, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it helped to to get a better picture of who Valerie was and where she came from. Mm -hmm. the, yes, the, the yeah. white husband who died. You know, like it wasn't just the single black mother with child. You know, that type thing. She had a normal, if you would, normal life that kind of fell apart when her husband died. Um, I, I think it helped with her, but I I don't think it helped with Julie and Brad. The flashbacks. No, I had a connection to Valerie. Valerie, definitely, and I think part because you know the, the love she has for her son and also for the plants, <laughs> or the tree. I mean, she loves that tree. I can I can understand that, like loving a tree. That tree that tree represented a lot. It was yeah. it re represented a lot in her life. You know, yeah. that tree she hugged when she was mourning her husband, and you know, feeling overwhelmed by being a single mother. I could see how she wanted that, that child. That tree was like her child. Right. You know that it. You know, it's, it was like that tree had that tree had that tree had deep roots where it was and it's like she had deep roots in that neighborhood too she was like the oak tree in that neighborhood too yeah so the book is called a good neighborhood what makes a good neighborhood good or bad to you well the people who live in it for one thing um the care of the homes for another and the feeling of security i think that would be my three things to make me feel i was in a good neighborhood <laughs> I, I think the good neighborhood was it was the connection the neighbors had with each other and how caring they were mm -hmm. i really liked you know i liked how they described valerie um you know she they neighbors took care of each other they weren't they didn't always like each other necessarily they weren't perfect not everyone got along you know there were a couple of characters in the group like the book group and stuff but i think they did they did care and support each other and i i think for that it was a good neighborhood i mean i think brad looked at it 
differently. He looked at the location as a good neighborhood, but for them, I think it was their connection. Yeah, I really like the scene of all of them at the book club. Um, yeah, and they fought and they disagreed, you know, all each other, you know, eyes at each other, but they were, they, you know, they were, they were friends. They were neighbors. They were good neighbors. So. And I liked when Julie tried to get in yeah. by bringing pate de foie gras. I mean, I know. And I, I felt bad for her. I felt bad for her too. I felt I bad did. for her then when she yeah. arrived with pate de foie gras. Yeah. She was looking to fit in. Yeah. Not exactly what we serve at a book club at the library. No. <laughs> <laughs> and she was grateful for what she had. I mean, she, she couldn't, she pinched herself. She couldn't believe the house she lived in. Right. You know, yeah. She spent many years living just the opposite of that. So, um, and she made it pretty clear that she felt, she felt very, you know, grateful for that. Yeah. I, I liked the scenes that she um, was written about. And I, I liked her as a character actually until things got ugly, but yeah, I felt like she had a, a serious journey to get there and she, and she made use of it. Mm -hmm. and she seems to turn around at the end. I mean, I think Brad told a good story and I think it was easy enough to, to believe it without really asking too many questions, you know, about what really happened. Talk about twisting the facts to fit what you want it to fit, you know? And he did a good job yeah, he handling did. it, if you would. If you didn't know what happened, and then he came and you listened to his story, uh, you know, it was pretty convincing, so. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. he did a really good job. Yeah. It was very stress. I thought the ending was very stressful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I was just saying, you told me to read it. You had read it, and um, I read it because you, you had recommended it. <clears throat> I do think it would be a good book group book. Yes. There are tons of things in that book to talk about all of the issues that they had. I think it would be a There's great definitely book. Definitely, yeah. It's great yeah. book. Yeah. Book. yeah. I think it would be a book that yeah. not everyone would love, which is really a good book book book. That's a good book. <laughs> That's a good book club book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> a lot to discuss. Yeah. Even just the ending, I thought, was really, really shocking. Yeah. There'd be a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I kind of saw it coming and it broke my heart, you know, and that's when I was like, turning the pages quickly. I had a sense when she went away for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. He, he lied. He didn't say that he had received that phone call yeah. from the lawyer. Yeah. I kind of knew, you know. Yeah. That broke my heart. It was a heart rending. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Was. yeah. Yeah. Even though from the beginning you knew it was a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it, oh, I don't want to give the ending no, away. No, but. no. I think people should read it. I think it's a book if it was, well worth yeah, I don't know how much of a tragedy it would have been if it was maybe another character. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that everybody should read it and could read it. I, what did you guys think about, I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, but she put her acknowledgments at the beginning of the book. And most of the acknowledgments are just her saying that she felt like she had to tell the story because she had been, it had already been formed in her mind, but she was hesitant to tell it because she would have to tell the story of two black characters um as as the main characters and she's a white author mm -hmm. um, did you did you catch the acknowledgments or read the acknowledgments i don't usually but i just it was at the very beginning yeah i don't think i did i don't think i did i, yeah. I did yeah. i did read in a review though one of the reviews they asked her why she felt she was qualified to do that and she said you do a lot of research before you mm -hmm. try to write. So, 
She must have Sydney Smith said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, read that too. Yeah, yeah, she could. Yeah, some people don't think she pulled it off. Yeah, so. right. I mean, I think that yeah. was her way of trying to get in, uh, like out in front of any criticism that was she was going to face because mm -hmm. there is so much. Oh right, mm -hmm. the author's face. If they, you know, if if they ever make a, a mistake that a black author wouldn't have made in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. She covered herself right from the start. Yeah, and yeah. I think. My big problem with the book was her to kind of overcompensate for some of those issues by just going like kind of too hard. She just tried to span the board, I think, way too much. And she just you mean like through it. through Valerie? Like you mean through through the character of Valerie and Valerie's beliefs? You mean? Um, maybe hers, but I mean she hit climate change through Valerie. She hit the idea, you know, gender roles and feminism. I mean, there's just like corruption, corruption, not that any of those issues are not important to it. No, you're right. You're right. But she, I like, touched I, upon them, you know, yeah. maybe not appropriately either. Yeah, I feel like she's just kind of maybe. I don't know if she really loved this review of her book. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I did like it. I like the story, but I think it's definitely worth reading. And then, you know, Discussing it with somebody because I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely a book you have to talk about after you read it. I agree. I agree. I was kind and of I glad think we were doing this because I wanted to see what other people thought of it. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I wanted I to talk about it. Well, well thank you, it. Julie. Thank yeah. you very much. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.